you have a Bible, just turn with me just for a few moments. I mean, the majority of our evening really is for us to pray, not, not to... But I feel that, you know, we've been abiding in the presence of God. So a couple of scriptures, one, one very well-known, one reasonably well-known perhaps, or not so, one in Acts and one in Revelation. So we're just going to look at a couple of things, a few brief comments really, and then an opportunity for us to pray and pray the Holy Spirit and, and pray over each other's lives and maybe worship a bit more and just we'll see how we go, see where we go tonight really. This is the last of a, a, five, a series of five meetings, Multiply, and uh, we're looking tonight at um, and releasing the fire, the, the power of our testimony, the power of testimony. And, uh, what really impacted me uh, and impacted many people in our church was on Sunday morning hearing the testimonies of a, a group of young men and women from Teen Challenge. And... Um, it, amazing. The plan of God is, is, is good, isn't it? Although we didn't orchestrate Teen Challenge to be here. Well, I didn't. I, don't, I couldn't orchestrate anything. I, when, when I plan things, I'm not the best of planners, as Helen will sometimes say to people. But having Teen Challenge here and uh, having Multiply the next, the next evening, and it, it sort of, it's amazing. It will fit, sort of fit together with the theme, really. So if you have a Bible, Revelation, Book of Revelation, and um, chapter 12, verses 10 to 11. And it speaks about the power of testimony. I love these verses. They're incredible. And uh, I, I think of Sunday morning, and I think of your life and my life. And then we're just going to relate that to Acts, and then we're going to come and pray. And uh, release the fire, or the power, the Holy Spirit on our witness, as that we are be empowered witnesses for Jesus Christ. So in Revelation 12, and verses 10 to 11, it says, Then I heard um, a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Messiah, for the accuser, that's obviously Satan, the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. It says, the accused of the brethren has been thrown down. And then it says, they, the, the, the people of God, the angelic host, the whole of creation, they triumph over him, that's the accuser, by the blood of the Lamb. And then this is an amazing, this is an amazing, this, I just, I, this has always impacted me. And it just came again on Sunday morning when I was listening to testimonies. And you know when you say a baptismal and people say, do I have to give my testimony? I'm a bit worried about that. It's incredible. It's dynamic, it's powerful, it's witness. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and their word of their testimony. They did not love their lives as to shrink back from death. You know, on Sunday morning, you know, uh, th- there they were, um, young, young people who, uh, the impact of Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, alive in lives. And uh, one after the other, they, they shared the, um, the change, the power of uh, Jesus becoming Lord of, of their lives. And uh, obviously it, it was d- dramatic, dynamic, some of the fragmented, broken lives that people come from. And um, obviously Teen Challenge is a center that, that deals particularly with people that have come, uh, had a fragmented and broken and broken and hurt lives and um, with addictions. And so you can imagine all the stuff that goes with it. So it... it, it 
When people share one after the other of those type of testimonies, you can wave after wave. You can soon think, and people are coming out crying in the morning and saying to me, I'm so moved and challenged. And uh, the challenge on that morning for me was that this came to my mind was revelation. Um, uh, uh, Revelation here. This Revelation 12, verse 10 to 11, is the power. What was powerful, obviously it was dramatic and dynamic, is the power of Jesus Christ in our lives. And um, you can't, I mean, you could argue with it. You can argue about the Trinity and the nuances, and you can have a, a Jehovah's Witness or a, a Muslim, and is Jesus really God, and, you could, and all that stuff. But there's something remarkable about the power of living testimony that this is, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you share that with someone, I found that when I speak with Jehovah's Witness, I might not talk about living on paradise earth forever, but I know Jesus Christ. I know the hope. I've got a relationship. I feel forgiven. I know I'm going to, and as you begin to speak, you, you can, there's a power in the living relationship because that's what our faith is all about. Relationship with Jesus, isn't it? And uh, so I said on Sunday morning, each one of us, have a story. Each one of us has a testimony. And um, what, we, what, what could be, um, and forgive me, I don't, I'm being, being flippant, but what could be great entertainment, what could be like, wow, that's, in, that's amazing, oh, that's great, and then we all go home, um, spurs, and uh, I, I pray in, on that morning and, uh, and for us now, spurs us on to think of our own testimony. Is it alive? Am I... Uh, alive. And then what's interesting here, it says this. This isn't just when I became a Christian. You know, we think of our testimony when I became a Christian. But this is living today relationship testimony. It says, they did not love their lives. Do, do you see that? It says, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink back from death. Um, this is written to a group of Christians in Asia Minor, in Turkey, modern-day Turkey. At the time, it was at the Emperor Diocletian around about AD 90, was persecuting the church. And so many of the Christians that the revelation is released, revealed to, were actually at that time being martyred or experiencing martyrdom uh, and persecution under the Roman Empire. Similar to what's happening in places like Syria and Iraq with the Syrian Christians uh, and the systematic destruction of the church. Uh, but they were, they were living and releasing and holding on to and walking in this living, dynamic relationship with Jesus and and that testimony overcomes the accuser. It throws down the accuser. It, it defeats satanic power. It destroys Satan. You see, when Jesus is enthroned in our lives, Satan is dethroned. And when Jesus is enthroned in me and I'm living for Jesus and I'm saying to people and I'm letting the world know that Jesus is alive and I know it, he's in me, that's bearing witness. If you, when you go to a court of law and, you, and you, you're called as a witness, I was one, at once, uh, many years ago, called as a witness. Probably many of you have been, but it was a big experience for me when I was in Newcastle, called back to Aberdeen to give witness in the sheriff's court in Stonehaven in Aberdeen because I'd heard and seen something that someone had revealed to me and a, a, a case was, was coming forward. And I had to give witness because I'd seen, heard, and, and experienced something. And so too, our testimony is our witness. You know, when we talk about, we'll look at this in just the next moment, for a couple of moments. My testimony is my witness of Jesus alive in me. I know that he's died, raised again, and alive, and he makes a difference. He's Lord. And it says that they did not love their lives to, to death. It's, it's current, living testimony. 
And so the question, and I said like on Sunday morning, is this is exciting, dynamic, and wonderful to hear. Your witness, your testimony is you've got a story. We've all got a story, and it's just as powerful and relevant. It might not be as dynamic and amazing in our eyes, but in the eyes of God. And so that witness, that living testimony, dethrones Satan and enthrones Jesus. You know, when we sing, Jesus, we enthrone you. You know, we welcome you here, give you our praise. It, it raises him up in our lives, but also in the area and the atmosphere around us. And this is something that the early church knew. Now, okay, quickly, let's move back. So what we were experiencing was that living testimony, wasn't it? And that's what was so powerful, um, So let's come back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, just for a second, and then a couple of minutes, and I'll stop. So testimony, witness, our witness. So when we speak of our witness, and we're going to look at this in Acts 1, 8, this is the witness of Jesus alive in me. And that has powerful implications, because we have to ask ourselves, is currently, is Jesus alive in me? I know where I'm a Christian, and he is alive, and I believe he's alive, but am I walking in a way that he's currently alive in me? Because I can then give witness to that living. Or I can speak about something that's happened to me a long time ago. But it doesn't hold the same sense of dynamic power as in being actually, oh, taste and see that the Lord's good currently. Um, so in Acts 1 verse 8, we read these words. And, and as in a Pentecostal and a charismatic type church, we get used to these words. And as Tim was leading us, he, he, was, he was leading us in a confession of that, let's not box God in, let's not just, let's open, open, Holy Spirit, open our ears, open our eyes to something fresh. And I always pray that he opens my ears and eyes to something fresh from Acts 1.8, because I've read it many times, been taught it many times, and I'm sure you have, I'm sure. So Acts 1.8 reads like this. But you, so Jesus is speaking to the disciples. He's, he's ascending to the, he's about to ascend into the heavens, but he's, he's explaining to them that they will receive and know um, this promised comforter, the, the Holy Spirit, this, that we will bring a sense of power and they will experience the same sense of Jesus. Although he won't be with them, he will be with them in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so he says this to them, because they're asking, when's this kingdom going to come? And when will you come and take your place? So he says, I'm about to go to be with the Father. But now, now get ready, because this isn't the final curtain. We're actually going to open the curtain for the world to see. So you think it's the final curtain now, you know, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Britain's got talent, the curtains go, and everything's finished, and everything else. But it's not the final curtain. Everything's going to open up. And now the church is going to be loosed on the world in great power. And he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. Interesting. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the, A- and the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So there's this idea then, again, of witness. And uh, it links into, um, if, if, as you read through Acts, there is a, a theme that runs through Acts, not surprisingly, is the person of the Holy Spirit. Again and again, it says the Holy Spirit came on them. The Holy Spirit called them. The, the Holy Spirit came and shook the room in power. Uh, the Holy Spirit came in, in like fire. Um, they were prompted by the Holy Spirit, you know, encouraged by the Spirit. They did signs and wonders by the Spirit. Again and again in Acts, the Holy Spirit, but again and again comes this word witness in Acts 1.8. But if you, if you go through in Acts chapter, chapter 2, it speaks about them giving witness to everyone around. The Spirit and witness are all the way through the book of Acts. 
spirit and witness all the way through the book of Acts. So much so that um, it, it led, um, it led a, a man called um, Michael Green, wrote a great book. It's called I Believe in the Holy Spirit. Fantastic, fantastic book. And um, uh, he was at St. John's College many, many, many years ago. And uh, he, he said this, that the comforter doesn't come to make the church comfortable, but to make them missionaries. He looked at this idea of spirit and witness all the way through Acts and in the life of Jesus all the way through Luke. The spirit was upon Jesus and he gave witness all the time to the Father, all the time, and reached out with healing signs and wonders, always pointing to the Father. And so Luke wrote Acts and said the same thing. Luke shows that the spirit and witness is all... So it it continues. And so the, the picture is of this idea that Jesus has now gone to be with the Father. The spirit comes to be in the hearts and lives of believers. And now we will continue to give witness to Jesus Christ and do the things that Jesus did. The witnesses doing the same things that Jesus did, saying the things that Jesus said, doing the things that Jesus did, and being the person that Jesus is. Those three things is is what we call our witness. It's being the person that Jesus is, it's saying the things that Jesus said, that's his teaching, and it's doing the things that Jesus does and did, that's reaching out and touching and changing lives and healing the hurting and reaching out in love and forgiveness. Those things are our witness. And we receive that power to do so. We've, 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 we've got it. Or if you haven't, then it's a sense of being filled with the Spirit. And um, I think Becca was sharing in her testimony um, the, uh, the experience in her own life, in, in her witness uh, of, of being filled with the Spirit, the, the, uh, the Nicky Gumbel story of, of the pilot light and the experience being like the pilot light and then the, um, the boiler just going boom and coming on. And it was like an, an engulfing in a sense of love and forgiveness and hope and power and then being released in a sense of, of, of supernatural strength. And so we see that it says you will receive power. You will, the pilot light will go kaboom, as it were, in all of our hearts and minds when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then he says you will be able to be my witness. We're called to mission. When I say mission, we're called to give witness. And so, and so it appears in Acts 2.32, Acts 3.15, Acts 5.32, um, Acts 10.39, Acts 13.31, Acts 22.15, witness, 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 comes again and again. In other words, this idea, and the witness is this life-giving testimony of the taste and seeing that Jesus has died, Jesus has risen, Jesus will come again, and Jesus is living in me. And so on Sunday morning, when we all began to cry, we were moved by the power and the wonder and the majesty and the forgiveness and the incredible goodness of God and Jesus changing lives, he does that. He's done that in you, and he's done that in me, and he wants to do that in others. And all he wants us to to do is to taste and see that God is good. And in the power, be filled with the Spirit, is to be that witness, be the person that Jesus was and is, be the character. Say the things that Jesus said and says, that's his teaching, live by it. And do the things that Jesus did and still does by the Spirit. Let's reach out to lives, lives that are healed, changed, saved, delivered, cared for, loved, lifted up, encouraged. 
And so what we see in Acts again and again are individuals. Obviously, you hear of Peter and you hear the apostles and great signs and wonders were done by the apostles. But as you go on, you then start to hear of um, people like Philip, uh, uh, his daughters who are prophetesses. Um, you, you, get, you begin to hear of, of, of other masses of people. And, and when they were then, it says a bit later on, when they were scattered, it says that the believers were scattered and shared the message wherever they went. And so there's this idea that they witnessed. They were witnesses, empowered witnesses, strengthened, emboldened, because they were being scattered, they were being bruised, they were being beaten. They didn't have the, the means of technology that we have to be able to just get on and, well, I don't have to see you, but I can just send you a little message. <laughs> A, a, a tweet, you know, God loves you, Jesus saves. But they actually turned up face to face. And, and that's so, you know, how, how challenging is that? But they were empowered, emboldened. And, but so too we have the Holy Spirit. It's as if this, and with this I finish, we've been looking at this idea, and uh, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, this idea of the dandelion um, is planted. And we've been looking at being planted, haven't we, over the last few weeks, what it means to be planted in the in, rooted in Christ. Dandelions have great roots. They go down really deep. They're a taproot. But they're rooted in Jesus Christ. I find people that are rooted in Jesus, you know, it doesn't stop them from being hurt. But it does stop them from being dug up. Very hard to dig a dandelion, I tell you. They're very, they take a long time. It stops them being dug up. Your life won't get dug up and turned over if you go, the roots go deep. Deep in Christ. And then if you're planted in the house of God, we looked at that, didn't we? There's this idea of um, the local church. Um, get planted in, in a local church, whatever that means, and be part of that. And it, we prosper. It said uh, planted people prosper, and we've been looking at that. Uh, so dandelions planted. But then there's also this idea of the dandelion head. It was blown, and the seeds go everywhere. And on the day of Pentecost, it, the Holy Spirit blew on lives, and something empowered and scattered, and their witness. And so on Sunday morning, um, that witness, that witness, it was set for us in church, but that witness is you and me wherever I go, because the Holy Spirit blows on us and sends us out to work, sends us in the street, sends us with our friends. And your story, my story, even if we don't know too much theologically, we, if, if Jesus is Lord, if Jesus is our Lord, if we're walking with Jesus as our Lord, we've got something currently to say. If we don't have much to say, and the question is, are, am, I, am I, I'm not saying about you, but am I walking with Jesus as my Lord if I don't have much in, in, my, in my witness? Let's take um, some time. We're going to pray. I was with a, a life group today, the seven of us met, and uh, it was a really powerful prayer. It was a great prayer time, just praying the power of the Spirit over each other's lives and, and just uh, empowering our witness. And uh, so for some of us, it's being filled with the Spirit. The, the pilot light, we, we're Christians and we love God, and we've been speaking about this over the last few weeks, about being baptized in the Spirit, infilled, empowered by the Spirit. And for some of us, there is the pilot light, but we, we feel there is that something more. There's that kaboom. Um, there's that fire, the, the Spirit empowering us. And so you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes on you, upon you, and in you, and released in you. And for others of us, you know, life is hectic and, and we feel that, you know, I need to stoke something up, as it were. Um, uh, for some of us, it, it, it's, it's um, my, my heart and my life and I'm empowering our witness. And it's not that I have to go out knocking on doors... And do some witnessing, but it's who I am. It's being Jesus, 
It's saying the things that Jesus said. It's being the person that Jesus is. And it's doing the things that Jesus does. That's my witness. And your story and my story is so important. And your story and my story is so relevant. And don't, let's not get hung up on, on theology and what I can't and can say. But let's make Jesus Lord of our lives. And let's share that with anyone that we come into contact with. What's relevant in our hearts and lives today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you wouldn't, you said you will not leave us alone. You said to the disciples when they were worried, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the comforter. The one that is called alongside stands with you and lifts to God. Comforter. Alongside, with, and lifts to God. So we come to you now with just opening our hearts and we say that you are so welcome. And we just pray uh, a fresh hope, fresh release, infilling, an empowerment for some of us for the first time, a sense of the baptism of the Spirit, the release of the gift of the Spirit in our hearts and lives. For others of us, it's stoking up the fires again because there's been just, my life has been, as if a lot of stuff's been thrown on me and the fires have got a bit dimmed. Uh, And we just pray that as we stir it up, We just pray for stirring in our spirits. Sunday morning was so challenging, so inspiring. We pray that that inspiration and challenge will just stir us in our hearts and spirits with our own story. We pray, Lord, that you'll empower me in my experience of you as Lord of my life, that I will be able to bear witness, as it were. My own story will be empowered will be taken when I meet friends, colleagues at work. There's something in my own, that says they overcame the, the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and their testimony, their story, their witness, their life in you. We just pray that something fresh, stirred, renewed, and invigoration will come in our hearts and in our lives right now. In Jesus' name we pray. What would be good, I think, is... Um, is for us to is just to us to just pray that uh, over uh, with each other and, and over one another from a, a, a moment or two. So I I, I just want to encourage us if we could is just to um, let's 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 just take a, 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 some time in the in this atmosphere and uh, these moments just to just to pray that over each other's life. Can we just do that? And if if we could maybe just get together with with different people, move about and mix with others and uh, and uh, and just just. Just feel free. Some of us might, you might want to say, look, please pray with me. I, I just feel I need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Others might just want to say, look, no, no there's a sense of an infilling. For others of us, it's a, it's a sense of just praying for that sense of empowerment with our own testimony, empowerment of our, our own witness, and that we might be released. Then we're going to come together and we're going to sing as, when we close, and we're going to pray for that stirring over the whole life of our church and that fresh release and invigorment of our, our, our whole church. But, so, but for, for the, next, um, the next 10 minutes or so, let's just pray together and then uh, the, the last few moments we'll come together and, and we'll, we'll sing together and then we're just going to just declare something over the whole life of our church together and, and pray for a fresh release and stirring over our church. Should we do that? Let's just do that, folks, for a moment or two. So threes, fours, I would say about in groups of about four, something like that. And if we could do that, that would be really good. And let's just, you can stand, you can sit, you can stand up at the side, stand at the front or go near the back or come together. And let's just pray for a, a real sense of, uh, a, a fresh sense. And, and, and just do that right now, shall we? Be good.